0: Hello! How is everybody doing today? It is your boy, Hunter Mickles I'm back with another episode of Sniffin' Lines with Hunter Mickels. Uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, diving into some potential upsets for week three. Got a few of those that I think you guys are going to really enjoy. Um, we're going to go to, I'm going to name my top ten teams right now. Might be, there's going to be some teams on here that is going to be in everyone's top ten. There's also maybe a couple teams on here that might not be in someone's top ten. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Uh, also going to talk about Nebraska and uh, their little head coaching search that they're going to be having. Uh, gonna go over some candidates for that, uh, and then to end the show, we're gonna go with a uh, couple. Couple added picks that I have, and you know, there's only four that I've added on from uh, Wednesday's show. Uh, just just four of them. Nothing special. Um, but these I like these four a lot. Uh, so hopefully you guys tail them, and we'll see how it goes. All right, all right. We're gonna jump right into uh, my potential upsets for week three. We're gonna start in Lincoln. I think this one's unlikely. I don't I don't see this one happening more than likely. Uh but I have Nebraska over Oklahoma. Nebraska's only an 11 point dog in this uh in this game, which is shocking, you know, you're thinking Nebraska just can their head coach, Oklahoma top 10 team in the country. Like why why are they only favored by 11? I understand it's on the road, but it shouldn't matter. I mean, Nebraska just lost to Georgia Southern. Well, matters for matters for one reason. Uh, Nebraska gave up six hundred plus yards at home against Georgia Southern. Now, will that happen again against Oklahoma without Scott Frost there? I doubt it. I, I don't. I think Mickey Joseph, he's the he, interim head coach for Nebraska right now. Obviously, he's not going to fix everything at Nebraska in the five days that he's got before this game. But I think Nebraska is going to play an inspired game of football. Uh, I think you're going to see their offense move the ball all right. Like, not not great. They're going to move the ball, though, to keep them in this game. Their defense is Nebraska defense. It all comes down to penalties, stupid penalties like personal fouls, roughing the pass or stuff like that, you know. So Oklahoma, they got uh, Dylan Gabriel from UCF uh, as their starting quarterback right now. It's a good player, really good player. I like him a lot. Brett Venerables from Clemson, uh, Clemson's former defense coordinator. He's their head coach. Definitely bringing more of a defensive scheme to Oklahoma right now, and I think that's going to help them in the future in the long run for their chances to win a national title. I think they'll need that. Um, But to this game, the way this happens is if Nebraska's defense doesn't Give up six hundred yards. Like they need to give up maybe a max of four hundred. I think their offense can put up maybe four hundred yards to Oklahoma to keep them in it. But Nebraska's defense can't do what they did against Georgia Southern. They got to be smart after plays. No one un- no personal fouls. No unnecessary roughness. Nothing like that. So if Nebraska can uh, limit the turnovers and play good ball on D, it's a chance, but highly unlikely. Uh. We're going to move to the SEC. I have this one written down that it won't happen because it, it just won't happen. I mean, I think I think the favorite team is going to cover. I have South Carolina over Georgia. Georgia's only a 24-and-a-half point favorite. That's a lot of points, but Georgia has far and away looked like the best team in the nation this year. Uh, they're, they're good. Like Stetson Bennett, people were questioning him coming into the year. Even I was. I didn't think he was going to be that good, but he has played amazing through the first two games. I have a after the Oregon game, I put a plus twenty five hundred future on him to win the Heisman. So I, I'm all I'm bought in on Georgia. I'm bought in on Stetson Bennett. I think they're going to have a good season. Uh, this stat right here stands out to me: Georgia under Kirby Smart and the SEC under on the road, fifteen and zero straight up, twelve and three against the spread. That is very good very good uh statistics right there so like i said this one won't happen uh i i'm going to take georgia probably minus 24 and a half i'm going to hope the line maybe moves a little bit i won't take it till saturday right before kick if i had to guess but georgia minus 24 and a half is probably the play here uh moving over to the big 12 now this one i have as a good chance of happening just and it's going to surprise a lot of people, but UTSA over Texas. Texas is only a 12.5-point favorite in this game, and there's a couple reasons for that. Quinn Ewers, their starting quarterback, he's out for four to six weeks. He hurt something in his shoulder against Alabama. That is probably the reason why they didn't end up pulling the upset out at home he got hurt and they just didn't look that great on offense after that ended up losing 20 to 19 great game, probably the best game of the week. But, uh, yeah, he's out for four to six weeks. So he's not playing their backup Hudson card. Also questionable. He might not play. If you look it up, Hudson card saying all the right things, he's like, I'm good to go. I'm not hurt. I'm all right. I'll play. But I don't think he realizes that, uh, There's other reporters and other sources coming out of the Longhorns locker room. And if you look on Twitter, it's looking like he probably won't play. I'm not sure what's wrong with him, but he's injured. Uh, So Texas could have a third string quarterback playing in this game, which means they're going to be running the ball a lot. B. John Robinson, their running back, he's going to be getting a lot of touches. I'm loving his over for rushing yards, whatever it's at. I'm guessing it's probably around the eighty-nine mark. That's what it was in the in week one. It was only at sixty-nine last week. Uh, but I'm loving probably his over for rushing yards. They're gonna have to lean on him heavily, and they're gonna have to lean on their defense heavily. Their defense looked good against Alabama, but this is Texas football we're talking about. They haven't been good in many years. Steve Sarkisian, their head coach. Not known to be a defensive-minded coach. He tries to he tries to beat teams by running up the score. This is not a game that he can do that, especially if you have your third string quarterback in. Even your second string. Like, I don't know. I think you got to lean on your defense here. You got to lean on your running back to milk the clock. This is a game that you got to win 20 to 10, 20 to 13, something like that. You got to lean on your defense. You got to show the country that you have a respectable defense. And I think that's what they're going to do. So I'm probably going to take UTSA plus 12 and a half. Uh, Cause I think it's just going to be a low scoring game. Uh, we're going to move or actually we're going to stay in the big 12. We got Tulane over Kansas state. And there's only two reasons for this one. Uh, maybe three. Tulane's a good team. They're not bad. Like they'll put up a fight. They shouldn't win this game. Kansas state shouldn't allow them to win this game, but I have it here that they might. So Kansas State travels to Oklahoma next week. They could very well be looking ahead to that game. They could be looking right past Tulane. That happens in every locker room. No matter what the coaches tell the players, the players know who the better team is. So they their players could be looking ahead to this uh, Oklahoma game next week where they have to travel to Norman. And if that's the case, Look out for Tulane. They could win this game outright for sure. Um, I I don't see it happening. I think Kansas State's going to be all right. I think they're going to pull this one out. I, I don't know if they'll cover. They're minus 14. Uh, main reason why I don't think they'll cover Adrian Martinez as their starting quarterback. He's got the fourth worst QBR for qualifying power five quarterbacks. That is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Like, you, that's not a team. Kansas State has dreams to win the Big 12 this year, and that is not a quarterback that you can have leading your team to win the Big 12. He was just as bad at Nebraska. I don't know why they expected anything different. So, Tulane over Kansas State, plus 14. I like that bet. Uh, I don't think Kansas State beats the shit out of him at all. All right, those are my potential upsets. I'll go over them again. I got Nebraska over Oklahoma, that spreads at uh, 11 right now. South Carolina over Georgia, not gonna happen. That spreads at twenty-four and a half right now. UTSA over Texas, that's a chance. I'd say about a five out of ten on the like a fifty percent chance it happens. Uh that spreads at twelve and a half right now. And the final one, just said it, Tulane over Kansas State. Small chance, probably about a three, three and a half out of ten. That spread is at fourteen right now. All right. Moving on. We're gonna talk about my top ten. I'm gonna give some stats, not stats, but I'm gonna talk about why my top tens like this. Uh, number one, obviously, you got to go with Georgia. They look great. They beat they beat Oregon 49 to three in week one. Just beat the shit out of them. Won last week very easily. They're my number one team. Number two, I'm going to stick with Ohio State, even though they haven't looked great the first couple weeks. Barely uh, stuck by Notre Dame. That looked like a good win at the time, but then Notre Dame proceeded to lose at home to Marshall in week two. Uh, so now that's looking like a not that good of a win since they only won by eleven. Uh, they have a game against Toledo this week. Uh, I think they get back on the right step or right track. I think CJ Stroud plays out of his ass. They get Jackson Smith and Najigba back for uh, the first time since the first drive of the season. He got hurt against Notre Dame. He's their number one wideout, gonna be a great, great player this year. Ohio State at number two. Uh, my number three is Alabama. Just is Bama. They looked not great against Texas, but they got Bryce Young, former Heisman winner. He's a great player, great quarterback. They're gonna be good. Their wideouts aren't as good as in past years, but that's that's Alabama. Like comparing them to other Alabama wide receivers, any any team in the country besides maybe Georgia and maybe Ohio state would swap their wide out core for Alabama's wide out core. So Bama at three, they'll, they'll get back on the right track this week uh, Four, Michigan. Michigan was good with uh numb nuts, Cade McNamara, however you say his last name, whatever stupid name. Uh, I'll always stand by that. They were good with him under center. Now they got far and away the better quarterback under center with J.J. McCarthy. Uh, They're going to look even better. Uh, I believe they play UConn this week. They're like a 47.5-point favorite. Honestly, could see them covering that. I mean, it's UConn, one of the worst teams in the country. Uh, So Michigan at four. Number five, I have USC. I believe they're ranked seventh right now in the actual AP poll, but I have them at five. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. They brought an offense to USC that they haven't seen in a very, very long time, like since Reggie Bush has been around. And they're averaging 8.2-something yards per play, and that's insane. That is very good. They keep that up, especially with the way their defense has been playing. Granted, they haven't played. Anyone that special, they played Stanford last week. Their offense scored five touchdowns on their first five possessions, beat them by 14. They covered. That's all that matters. Uh, I think USC has a special season in Lincoln Riley's first season. Uh, so USC at five, Oklahoma at six. Uh, you know, they're they're all right. They're 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 not all right. They're a good team. Brett Venerables from Clemson, it's got that defense playing like they've never played before under Lincoln Riley. Uh, Dylan Gabriel from UCF just talked about them. Like they're they're a good team. That's why they're at number six. My number seven is uh is Clemson. They, they I don't know I their defense is the reason they're here is because of their defense. Their defense is maybe the best defense in the country. Uh, they're insane. Like they just move all over. They're everywhere. They don't give up big plays. They're, they're just a great defense, but their offense on the other hand, questionable DJ, not the answer to quarterback. I'd say by week six, their true freshman is starting true freshman backup. He'll be starting Clemson at seven, number eight, Oklahoma state. Don't really have much reasoning behind this. Oklahoma state's always had a good defense. They lost their defensive coordinator this year. And you saw that hurt them in the first week against central Michigan. There was like a hundred and some combined points in that game. Uh, I it's, Going to turn around, though. Oklahoma State, it's a great team. They're my number eight. Number nine, I have Mississippi State. Now, let me tell you why. There's there's only one answer to why I have Mississippi State here, and it's Will Rogers, their quarterback. That guy is an absolute stud. He completed 73% of passes last year, and he's at 79 through two games this year. I know, two games, big whoop. But he, they're going to Death Valley this this week to play LSU. I have them. I'll get into that in my uh, in my picks. But I have them. Uh, I have them covering. So Mississippi State at nine. Clem, or excuse me, my number ten is Arkansas. I'm an Arkansas man. They're my second favorite team in the country, and I'll get. I have a reasoning why they're my number ten. KJ Jefferson at quarterback, stud. Absolute stud slings the shit out of the ball, stud. Uh, He can throw it all over. He can use his legs to get yards, and that's all that matters. Like that's what a team that has a dual threat quarterback is one of the most dangerous teams in the country because that quarterback can make plays with his arm and his leg. Their defense has been suspect so far. They're miss. They're missing some guys in the secondary that scares me. But they're two and zero right now. Some guys had them going 0-2 to start the year. They're 2-0. They're my number 10 team in the country. That's my top 10. Georgia at 1, Ohio State at 2, Bama at 3, Michigan at 4, USC at 5, Oklahoma at 6, Clemson at 7, Oklahoma State at 8, Mississippi State at 9, and Arkansas at 10. All right, moving on. We're going over to Lincoln again. We're going to talk about Nebraska, who they're going to hire I saw as soon as they fired Scott Frost, Nebraska fans thought they were going to hire Urban Meyer. That's not happening. You don't Urban Meyer's not going to go to Lincoln. You saw the last thing, the last time he went to a team that needed a rebuild. He went to Jacksonville. He tried fucking a 20-year-old after the fourth week of the season. He got canned. He doesn't want to go to another rebuild. That's what Nebraska is. He I mean, hell, there's probably a hot, a lot of hot 20-year-olds in Lincoln, though. So maybe he will take the job. Who knows? But my actual people that i think could take the job luke fickle from cincinnati i think he'd be silly to take the job but i could see him taking it uh cincinnati group of five team only for a couple more years though that's the main thing they're going to the big 12 they will be a power five team here in the next couple years so maybe luke fickle from cincinnati i don't know why he'd leave that job for anything other than ohio state that's his home uh so maybe luke fickle Bill O'Brien from Alabama, their offense coordinator. It's good good play caller. Uh, not not too sure how we do uh, leading a rebuild at Nebraska, but that name's been thrown around on the Nebraska insider pages. So Bill O'Brien's there. He's a former coach at Penn State, former coach at the Houston Texans. Uh, I don't think he's the best coach, didn't do great at either of those. He's the reason DeAndre Hopkins left. Houston, uh, hell he's probably the coach that found Deshaun Watson, all the uh, masseuses that he had. So, uh, that might've been too far. Um, anyways, maybe Bill O'Brien from Alabama. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Mickey Joseph, their, their intern. Uh, he's got an, he's got an in-game job interview coming up this week against Oklahoma. He's a former Nebraska quarterback uh his easy he's not really proven yet, not sure how he'll do, but I think if he comes and beats Oklahoma in his first game, he's gonna get hired on the spot. and I'm not saying that if he loses he's not gonna get hired, but he's gonna have to win some games this season to get hired. But I think if he beats Oklahoma, he's hired on the spot. So Mickey Joseph, Bill O'Brien, and Luke Fickle um Mickey Josephs probably at one. Bill Bryan's probably two, and Luke Fickle's probably three, if I had to guess. Um, but, yeah. And then last segment of, uh, of the night, uh, we're going to go with my added picks to this weekend slate. I just talked about this one. I have Mississippi State minus two and a half at LSU. I told you why I like Mississippi State. Will Rogers, he's a stud. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him. Like I said, seventy-three percent completion percentage last year, uh, seventy-nine so far through two games. That that's what you need to win games. You need a quarterback that throws the ball to your team. Like, if he can move the ball down the field and keep the defense off the field, keep the opponent's offense off the field, you're gonna win more games than you lose. I think Mississippi State goes into Death Valley and covers two and a half. I think they can they can win by a field goal. Uh, moving on. We're going to Columbus, Ohio, Ohio State, Toledo. I have over sixty-two. Ohio State. Don't get me wrong; their offense hasn't looked great right through the first couple of weeks. Their defense has looked pretty solid, uh, but their offense just. CJ Stroud isn't playing like people thought he was, like a Heisman candidate. I think he turns it around this week. They need to before they get into Big Ten play. So. I think CJ Stroud plays really well. Um they get Jackson Smith Najigba back. I think the offense moves the ball. I think defense gives up 10 to 17 points and they cover 62 pretty easily. I think Ohio State can score 50. Uh moving on, I got Liberty plus 16 and a half against Wake Forest. Uh Wake Forest, they got Sam Hartman back last week against Vandy. They played real well on offense. Their defense Still suspect. They haven't really played anyone good this year. Good enough to test that defense is what I should say. And so it's unproven. Uh, Liberty's quarterback, Caden Salter, uh, taking over for Malik Willis, who's on the Titans now. Um, obviously, he leads the team in passing as their starting quarterback, but the main thing is he leads the team in rushing. And that's that's pretty big stat right there when you're thinking about an unproven wake D. Uh a dual threat quarterback just said that's a dangerous team that has one of those. Uh, they're plus 16 and a half. I like them to cover that just because of Caden Salter. Their defense hopefully can hold Wake Forest to about 30 points. I think Caden Salter and the Liberty offense can put up about 17 to 20. Liberty plus 16 and a half. Last one of the night. Uh, I just added this one actually today. Uh, they play tonight, Friday. Uh, Air Force minus 16. Air Force. They move the ball, like Air Force is a great team. They're probably the favorite to win the Mountain West this year. Uh, Still run that option offense. That's always dangerous. You can never. It's it's tough to stop an uh, option offense on one week's practice. So they play Wyoming tonight. Give me Air Force minus sixteen. Only reason is the option offense right there. All right, I'm gonna go over every single one of my picks. For this week, just in case you missed the Wednesday episode. So, starting tonight, Air Force minus 16. Give me that. They play at 7. Going to Saturday. Purdue, pick them. I got them at at pick them. Uh, I think they're plus 1.5 right now. I absolutely love that. I love their money line if you want to take them at that. So, that's my first one. Georgia Tech plus 16 and a half at home against Ole Miss. Ole Miss defense hasn't looked that great this year. Uh, never has under um, Lane Kiffin. He's not a defensive-minded guy. Georgia Tech played all right moving the ball besides a couple turnovers against Clemson's defense. Their defense played really well against Clemson's offense, which, granted, isn't tough to do, but I think Georgia Tech can cover 16 and a half at home against Ole Miss. Uh, Auburn plus three at home against Penn State. I like this game a lot. Penn State only sees about three stadiums in the Big Ten, like Auburn, every year. They see Ohio State, tough to win at, real tough to win at. They see the big house with Michigan, real tough to win at, and they see Kinnick. Kinnick's tough to win at, especially Kinnick at night. You saw what happened last last year. Kinnick at night got to Penn State. I think the same thing happens this year with Auburn beating Penn State. I think, I think Auburn beats them. I got them at plus three. Uh, just talked about this one, Mississippi State minus two and a half at LSU. I have Texas Tech plus 10 at NC State. Uh, I'll say this every year. and or The ACC overrated, that's the conference NC State's in. Uh, I think Texas Tech just beat Houston by three in double overtime last week. Texas Tech is without their starting quarterback, but I don't really mind that. I think NC State's a little overrated. Barely uh, snuck by ECU in the first week. Uh, ECU should have won that game, missed field goal, missed extra point, whatever. Texas Tech plus 10. Just talked about this one, over 62 in the Ohio State-Toledo game. Uh, Like that bet a lot. Uh, Going out west, I got Michigan State plus 3.5 at Washington. Washington, 2-0 this year, but that that doesn't really matter. They didn't have uh, many expectations coming into this year. I don't see them winning many games in the Pac-12, even though the Pac-12 is not that good. Uh, give me Michigan State plus three and a half. And then my game of the week, Texas A&M minus five and a half at home against Miami. I like this one a lot as it was, and then it came out that Miami star wide receiver is out indefinitely, so he's not playing this game. That hurts. like that. People aren't talking about that enough. Like, You know how much that changes in offense to not have your number one right, wide receiver there anymore? Like Texas A&M's defense is their, their, back. Like they they ride that defense. Texas A&M just named Max Johnson the starter today. I love that he's transferred from LSU. He's a great quarterback. I don't know how he lost the starting job in the first place. If it was because he was a transfer or what? Jimbo Fisher wasn't thinking straight. Max Johnson is a stud. He's gonna lead Texas A&M at home to cover. Probably win by two touchdowns in my opinion. That's what I think the final is going to be. Mario Cristobal, like I said in the first episode, he's a great coach. miami's going to be really good for years to come, but I think Texas A&M just they bounce off that loss against App State at home. I think the home home crowd gets behind them, and I think Texas A&M covers minus five and a half. So those are my picks uh, for this week. I You know, I'm real confident in these. I didn't have that great of a week last week. This week I'm looking to bounce back. I think I'm up like three and a half units so far this college football season. Week one went all right. There's one bet I'm not going to do, and I don't advise you to do it, but I'm going to talk about it real fast. Um, It's Iowa minus 23 against Nevada. Now I know. Iowa scored 14 total points in two games. Uh. But it's Nevada. Nevada just lost 55-44 to 44 against Incarnate Word. Um, Incarnate Word's an FCS team. Granted, they're a good FCS team. But Nevada gave up 650-plus yards to Incarnate Word at home. They're traveling to Kinnick. I don't see them scoring a point against Iowa's defense. I think Iowa shuts them out, in all honesty. Maybe gets a touchdown from the defense, too. Maybe a touchdown from the special teams. You never know. Iowa plays well against uh, against teams like this for some reason. I couldn't tell you why, but they do. I think Iowa minus 23 might be a play. I might add it if I get a few drinks in me Saturday night. They don't play till 630. I'll probably have a few drinks in me by then. Give me Iowa minus 23. All right. Again. I appreciate everybody that does listen to these podcasts. I know they're not the best. I just do these do this for fun. I love talking about college football. It's just, it makes my heart happy. It's my favorite sport. Fall's the best season. I always say that. Um, but yeah, this has been Hunter Mickles. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to another episode of Sniffing Lines with Hunter Mickles. Uh, I'll be back monday night with another episode to recap uh this weekend and all my bets and be posting again friday i'm gonna try to get on a schedule of every monday night for recaps and every friday for an episode like this and hopefully start getting uh some guests on that can uh talk about their picks and what they think about the season all right thank you guys i appreciate it a lot love you